welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We're on episode number 76. It is finally some good weather uh, <laughs> where I'm at. Um, I'm back with my co-host, Antakul. What's going on, man? Sage Northcut outran a bear. Really? Yes. You, oh, you didn't see this? I didn't see that. I wanted. I didn't see that or this Street Fighter video that I've been hearing about him kicking glass out of a car. I don't know. I, I, like I have that. no idea about that. But yeah, he he was nearly eaten by bears, but according to him, he outran them. And yeah. somebody pointed out bears can run up to thirty miles per hour, and then my my response to that would be. I believe Station North Cook can run faster than that. <laughs> That's funny because we were we had this conversation at work about like between a bear and a gorilla, like what animal do you think you could survive an attack with? If you had to pick between one, or oh, which would you rather? Uh bear. Bear. All right. Yeah, I, I picked the bear too. Like, it's feel like gorillas are just like. I feel like once I stopped bothering the bear, it would leave me alone. Like, the girl, I feel like we just go ape shit. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up, though. Sage is outrunning bears. I'm, I'm going to blame it on... Um... According to him, he didn't know there were bears in in California. So, oh. he, he was just up in the mountains. And he, like, he, 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 like, thought he, I don't know if he thought he saw or heard a bear. And he's like... I didn't know there were bears here, and then like he remembered he saw like a statue of a bear somewhere, and he had to Google it. So young and naive. <laughs> and they got bears. I think they got mountain lions and stuff up there too, man. Yeah, this yeah, it, it goes down up there. That is not a place on my destination list. I'm uh, I'm not about that life. But uh, shout shout out to Sage Northcutt. I saw he was growing his facial hair out too. Mm. <laughs> Probably why he outran yeah. there. Power to facial hair helped him up. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a interesting weekend to say the least. Um, for anybody on the East Coast, particularly uh, if you were in Maryland, um, I'm pretty sure I think some people from Philly got hit too. Um, we had a pretty nasty windstorm up here, uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, yeah, Friday when I drove home from work, like every traffic stoplight was out. <laughs> People were just making up their own traffic rules. I had to dodge a basketball that probably got blown out from somebody's yard while I was driving home. Um, a lot of people lost their power. I was lucky. I didn't lose my power. I did lose my internet for the last couple of days, but I got it back just in time to watch the fights last night. So that was that was cool, all things considered. Clutch. Um, clutch. Huh? Right. <laughs> Very clutch. Though my internet was a little spotty, it was it didn't it didn't come back full force until this morning. It was a little spotty last night, so I had to rewatch a lot of these fights because it was, was a lot of skipping and buffering going on. But um, you know I'm still here. I didn't get blown away, so 
you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Uh, I guess before we get started, as always, podcasts can be listened to on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei, and you can send questions to uh, Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. And real quick, shout outs to uh, Top Cities uh, for the listeners for the last seven days. Uh, so coming in at number one, uh, Mountain View, California. Coming in at number two, at Centerville, Maryland. Uh, coming in at number three, Charleston, Indiana. Don't remember seeing you guys on the list, so shout-outs to y'all. Um, number four, Birmingham, Alabama. And then rounding out number five, we got Oakland, California. Um, so really shout-outs to California in general. You guys appear like a lot. I wonder that. why. <laughs> right. <laughs> if only we had to connect. <laughs> But shout out, shout out to those cities, man. We we appreciate the the listens. Um, so a lot of fights happen this weekend. But uh, before we get into all that, um, I'll let you handle the fight news because as every week, I never remember to take notes as a fight announcement. So, um, uh, all right. Uh, the biggest and and most um important fight that was announced this past week was uh John Fitch. Taking on Paul Daly on May 12th in the Bellator cage. Um, do, do you have an opinion on this? You know, you know what I <laughs> As soon as I saw that announcement, I, I flashed back to last week's episode when we were talking about what is Bellator's vision and, you know, well, where are they going? And uh, I, I don't I mean, know. <laughs> I, mean, it, I don't know who who out there really. No, no disrespect to John. I, I'd like to point out this um, is the same card that has Bader King Mo on it. Oh, so that that's back to back. That that, mean, that that could go wrong in so many ways. Well, so. Paul Daly's leaving after his contract. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm hoping, this isn't his last one. Uh, I think he has four more. Okay. All right. Um... I could be wrong about that, but I, I remember him saying like he had a number of them left. Yeah. I, I don't, what, I don't he, know what, what was but, he uh... mad about? Was he mad that he didn't get a title shot? Was he mad that like they didn't book him enough? Who knows? I I I, I don't say I stopped caring because I, I like Paul Daly, and like I want to see him stay over there, but I I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why he's mad. Like, but. He has nowhere to go. I, I guess he can go fight in Asia. He can go fight for Ryzen or like one or something. But like, how often will they be able to get him fights? All right. Yeah, I I don't know what's what that situation is but that's that's gonna be a thing um to be honest i don't see how long john fitch is gonna last in bellator dude wasn't he on a run like before he uh, when he was whatever they're called now was he? he just beat jake shields oh yeah, that, yeah. Whoa, 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 he's we'll on, see. yeah he's on a one two three four fight winning streak wins over okami Zhao Zeferino, Jake Shields, and Brian Foster. No, oh, go John Fitch. 
we'll see. I, I, I think Paul Daly's going to put that streak to an end. But crazier things have yeah. happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Also, on tap, um, Glover Teixeira, Vulcan Ozdemir being uh, targeted for UFC 224 in Brazil. That's the same card as Nunes versus Pennington. Um, former Bellator uh, light heavyweight champion Phil Davis faces Linton Vassell at Bellator 200. Also on that card will be Gegard Mousasi fighting Rafael Carvalho for the middleweight title and Michael Venom Page fighting David Rickles. So David Rickles fighting whoever's replacing MVP. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. I'm 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 waiting for that that headline. I mean, give give it another week. But if it happens, I'm grateful. But not hope. Yeah. Um, last one on the Bellator front: Emmanuel Sanchez versus Sam Cecilia will be the co-headliner for Bellator 198. Um, interesting. Note, both of these dudes are coming off of wins off of former champions. Uh, Cecilia beat. Marcus Galvao, former Bamway champion, uh, Bellator Bamway champion, in his debut for Bellator, and Emmanuel Sanchez coming off that uh, submission over Daniel Strauss in his last fight. So, good things is happening. Um, all right, back to the UFC. Uh, they announced like five fights for their Chili card, um, including and- Andrea Lee. Uh, she'll finally make her UFC debut. In a flyweight fight opposite Veronica Macedo. Um, Diego Rivas will fight Guido Canetti. Alexa Grasso and Tatiana Suarez will face off. That's a good fight. Um, Poliana Botello uh, and Suri Kondo. And welterweights Vicente, uh, Vicente Luque versus Chad Lepre. So, so uh, some good fights mixed in there. Yeah, it's a solid, solid card. Glad to see Grasso back. Looking, looking forward to see how that. Oh, she just came off a shoulder surgery too, right? Some crazy like that. Um. Oh, last one, I guess. Uh, Amanda Serrano, set for her Combate Americas debut. Uh, five division world champion and boxer will fight. Uh, um, on April thirteenth for Combate Americas. Combate Estrellas Uno. She'll be fighting Mexican flyweight uh, Arandina or Ardonez. Um, she's two and one, so you know has at least some experience. Yeah, it'll be something to keep an eye on. I feel like if she racks up some knockouts, we'll we'll be hearing about her real It'll, quick. There will be a bidding war somewhere, yeah. and um, I guess our last bit of news, non-fight announcement related. Do we get into to Mr. Bones Jones? I mean, we can talk about it for a little bit. I, I didn't watch it, so I, I don't have much to add on that front. But All right, so <laughs> the California State Athletic Commission has um, revoked his license and fined him $205,000. Um, I, I saw a lot of people say that was kind of harsh. Uh not really. He, his license got really, like he can reapply for a license in the year, meaning he can reapply for a license in like August and still fight by the end of the year. Um, but he will be facing further sanctions from USADA, which will probably be like a slap on the wrist again 
because that, that's what tends to happen with the bigger USADA cases, right? Like if if there's somebody who's of value to the UFC, and John Jones is the second most valuable fighter in the UFC, they they tend not to go all all out on the punishment. But John Joe's case was especially bizarre. Um, so, Sensei, if you were to be going to court for your livelihood, you would you would go all out in your defense, I assume, right? <laughs> I'm reading some of these quotes yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, John Jones walked into his hearing this past week with literally no physical evidence of his innocence at all. Um, he, he sounds like, uh, these quotes I'm seeing reminds me of, like, I don't know, like, you're, you're, when you were, like, five, and your mom caught you doing something bad, but you still tried to talk your way I out mean, of yeah, it. I that's, mean, that's John Jones. <laughs> he, he said, and I quote, this situation is just really, really crappy. I don't understand how any of this happened. None of this stuff makes sense to me. I have no clue how this happened. I'm just trying to figure it out like everyone else. John, don't you guys forget that John Jones is the victim here. But, um, yeah, dude walks into court with, uh, well, not court, but I'm going to just call it court, with no physical evidence that uh, any of his, uh, any of his, um, supplements that he was taking had any uh had turn uh what was the drug called turnable turnable uh the the substance that he tested positive for he he also uh brought in a doctor that i'm a hundred percent sure he hired like the day before um who basically said he went on like bodybuilding forums to to, to 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 get a diagnosis on how the stuff the stuff could have gotten in his system, <laughs> um, and then he made a plea that because of all the community service he's been doing, he's a changed like he's a good man, neglecting the fact that he's got that community service came from a hit and run accident. So, you know. Yeah, this this is just um. <laughs> I, I saw. Did you see the Misha Tate? Yeah, Twitter yeah, post? yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's how people matter her. But but to be honest, and don't get me wrong, I, I love like as a fighter, I love I love Bones. I, I really miss him in the UFC. But I kind of hit the Misha Tate point too. Where it's kind of like you know what? Man, I don't like, feel bad for him at all. I don't feel bad for you, and I'm kind of, as much as I would love to see you fight again, I'm just, I'm kind of through with it. And like he called her a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like, dude, if, dude, you need to be a quitter. Right, like you just, yeah. I don't know, man. We, John, we didn't even John get to the man, part he's... where he, he said his manager freaking falsified his USADA papers for him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he never, he never read them. Like that, they have he to said, do like this little point and click. Yes, I've read the thing, or I guess I've watched the video type deal, and he just had Melky Kawa do it. Oh man! Which I'm sure there are a ton of like fighters out there who just have their manager do the thing for them, 
because they can't be bothered. Like, you hear stories of it all the time, like, oh, I didn't know this was in my contract. That's because you didn't read it and you let your freaking manager do it for you. But, like, do you go before a judge or a, a, a council that is the licensing body and just say that type of shit? All right. Like, he, he basically threw Malky under the bus. <laughs> and it'd be one thing, like, I mean, of course, you should always read your own paperwork, but, like, it, I could see if, like, a, another fighter did it because they don't have, like, the history that John Jones has. Yeah. But, like, when you got that checkered of a pass, they're like, dude, you can't, you you, you, you have to run a tight dude, ship. Like, you have to run an airtight dude, you, ship. You know why he said that? Because he thought it would, like, exonerate him. <sighs> he didn't say it to be I, truthful. I, he said it because he thought it was advantageous to himself. They didn't put this on fight. They pass, did. did they? I, I think they, I think they streamed it. And you, like I, it might still be up. I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I, I might punish myself and go back. And oh my god! <laughs> I know it's painful. Martha Shen. Uh, or uh, what is this? Or Orquedes, a commissioner for the California State Athletic Commission. Um, she had the quote of the night. Uh, by the way, the UFC gave you a Bentley, and you wrapped it around a utility pole. Did you not? <laughs> she went straight for the kill shot. Yeah, I think she, she. It seems like she was the only person on the uh, the commission who actually did not care for Jones. Was um, Andy Foster the head of the C uh, the CSA uh, CSAC? Um, basically, came out and said like he believed Jones. Oh, so like man. like this. Depending on what USADA comes up with, like if they give him a year, eighteen months or whatever, it's a slap on the wrist. But uh, do, do do you think the do you think that you think Dane is done with him now? Yeah. You, you think we yeah, see him uh, again? Yeah. Are you kidding me? They need money. John Jones is money. That's true. They, they they will put up with all types of shit if you make money for them. Oh yeah, because they're, they're probably about to bring Brock back. So. Dude, they, Jones has the Brock has to fight somebody, right? Yeah. So, yep. But, but real quick, I, I, <laughs> I, I like to point say. out, there, there, there is such like Tim Means and Yoel Romero when they went to court, uh, when they went to like trial over this, they came in with like they came in with like several different like pieces of evidence. They came in with like the like. They te- they had their stuff tested by USADA, like independently tested, showing that the supplements that they took had the drugs that they tested positive for in them, which is why they got such a slap on the wrist. Like I think, so it was mostly they mostly just got like suspended for negligence more than like nefariousness, I guess. All right. Jones didn't do any of that. Like I think he I think he said he. Tested seven of the supplements he took, and, he, and they asked him if he had if he had taken more. And he was if oh they asked him if he tested all of them. He's like no, I want I want to say that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this this is a. Uh, I hope some 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 young uh, up and comers are watching and paying close attention. This is a good tutorial on what not to uh, do. This is a good tutorial on if you make money, it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> like, 
I knew athletic commissions were a joke when <clears throat> uh, Floyd Mayweather basically went in front of them and told them that he was smoking fake weed to look cool on TV. Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the the I mean that was oh, a Nevada Lord. commission, but still, like, like come on. Crazy times, man. I I don't I don't even know what to say about Jones anymore. That is it, it it is what it is. There's it's, it's not much else to really dig into. It's John Jones gonna John Jones. Wait, Francisco Rivera. I'm reading this article about it. I did not know this. Francisco Rivera reports statement. Give it up. What? They they forged. Uh, Apparently, uh, Cisco forced his uh, forged bank statements and other evidence when he got caught with uh, drugs. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> everybody's trying their own little scheme out here. He got know. the four-year ban. So, oh well, he tried. They tried. Uh, was was anything else? No, nah, we're good. Uh, yeah, I think that was that was about it. All the wildness going on. Uh, apologize <laughs> for the noise in the background. I have Super Fight League going in the background. Um, I had to mute it. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that's pretty much uh, it for like news and everything. So uh, uh, before we get to the UFC though, there were some other fights that went down. Um, so I guess first, man, we'll we'll start off with boxing. Um, Heavyweights. Uh, yeah, man, Deontay Wilder. And uh, oh God, Luis Ortiz from but, Cuba. Yeah. So, since my internet was kind of spotty, I'll I'll let you go first on this fight because I had to rewatch this morning because in real time my, my internet was not cooperating with. Oh, me. um. So, uh, while uh, I guess it'll set up. Wilder has been criticized for the vast majority of his career, um, for fighting shit competition like cab drivers. Like actual cab drivers, like like dudes who were riding the Uber like the night before, like the day before to make money, and then like shows up at weigh-ins, like that type of deal. Um, so like Wizard T's, who comes from like the Cuban system of boxing, uh, I think he was Olympian. He was either Olympian or someone who's fought at like that le- like that level of amateur boxing. Um, who basically has you know barnstormed uh, most of the heavyweight division since coming becoming a pro. Was like seen as his toughest test to date, um, and Ortiz did great. Got off to an early lead. I, I I know the judges had Wilder up at the end of the fight. I have no idea how. Uh, I had Ortiz taking like the first four rounds. Wilder catches him with a, a I want to say like a right uh, yeah like a bombshell of a right hand in the fifth and drops him. Um, Ortiz gets up, manages to survive. Um, comes back in the seventh. Rocks the ever living crap out of like Wilder. Like j- side note, um, Ortiz is like 230, 240 pounds. Wilder's like two fourteen. He he's a small heavyweight. So like yeah. seeing or, or, in terms of like mass, not in terms of height, because he's ridiculously long. But um, or, Ortiz was basically teeing off on him for the entire last minute of the seventh round. Um, and for. Like a majority of like the eighth and the ninth, like he was just beating the crap out of him and shouts to Wilder because he, he took it all and did not go down, like at all. Um, 
the 10th round opens up. Ortiz is visibly tired. He's a 40-year-old man, or damn, he's about to be 39 in a couple weeks. Um, Wilder cracks him with the right, uh, like, they both connect. That's what it was. They both connect on right hands. Wilder, um, like, it sends them both into the ropes. Wilder bounces off the ropes and just, like, starts machine-gunning punches, basically. Um, uh, Cracks Ortiz with the uppercut. He goes down. Um, like he, he gets up, he's on wobbly legs. Uh, Wilder proceeds to just beat the crap out of him until he goes down again. The right, uh, the refs calls it off. So tenth round knockout victory for um for Wilder. Basically, as close to um his Joshua Klitschko moment as he's going to get. Yeah, if I pulled anything from that fight, I was. Well, I didn't really have a, a dog in the fight either. I wasn't really rooting for anybody. I was kind of watching to just watch. But I thought I thought it was cool to see, like, Wilder get, like you said, when he was getting teed off one, like, he was getting teed off one. Like, I was impressed that he did not fall, like, at all. Because it, it looked like that could have been over. Like, anybody else probably would have been done. But, yeah, I, I thought it was cool just to see him come back from, like, some real adversity. Like, and all the times I've seen him fight, that's like the first real fight <laughs> I've seen him in, where like he was legit in trouble, and yeah, like I had him down on the scorecards. Like he definitely lost like the first, yeah, like the first four he definitely lost. He probably won the fifth, and then he probably dropped the next couple. So like it he it was a do or die like moment. Like if he if he doesn't get that knockout, he probably loses that fight if it goes. Well, no, he was up on the cards. He was really? you get the A side benefit, bro. I guess they had him splitting the early rounds, even though I thought he lost them pretty clearly. Because I thought he he clearly lost them. Yeah. Because like the, the the beginning of this fight was oh, <laughs> was kind of not I a lot going on. Left hook. And, that's what it was. Huh. Yeah, because like the first four rounds was kind of them just kind of like filling each other out, but like Wilder didn't have like much of any kind of it, offense. Like you, this, this is the night for the guys who win or who are losing until they win when we get to Brian Ortega later, but, like, that's just how Wilder right. fights. Like, it's very rare for him to go out there and control the fight from the opening bell. Like, he will, um, what was this, the Gerald Washington fight, where he lost four rounds to Gerald Washington before just cracking him and t- the fight's instantly over. Uh, the, what's the, the, um, the Polish dude, Arthur Svil- uh, Svilka? I think his name is. Um, like, I had Spilka up on the cards before Wilder knocked him out in the ninth or tenth or eleventh. That fight was so long. Uh, dang it! Here we go. Yeah, like um, Wilder. Wilder's strength as a boxer comes from just his ability to draw guys into um, a firefight. Basically, like he drew Ortiz into a firefight, and. We just, we've seen that we've now seen that he's tough enough to um to survive one, and uh, obviously the dude is p- quite possibly the most the biggest puncher in like combat sports right now. Yeah, for for all of the lack of technique or like finesse, dude hits like like nobody's business. <laughs> like some of them right hands when he cocks that right like that straight. It's it's just it's brutal. Yeah, it is so brutal. 
But um, so I, I mean, I, I guess now the the only fight anybody else would even care to see. I guess we have to do him and Joshua now. Like that, that has dude, to be dude. They got sixty fights between them and fifty nine knockouts. Right. Right. Well, Joshua does. Joshua have he has a fight. Uh, he's happens, going to be right? fighting in three weeks against uh, Joseph Parker. All right. So Joshua, go in there, handle that business, dude. Like th- there's never been a fight like that where both guys have knocked out every person they've ever fought. <laughs> I mean, watch the Joshua Parker fight go to decision now, but, like, how crazy is that? And maybe that's, maybe that's a Not testament for... to how bad this era of heavyweight is. But, like, still, that, 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 that's a huge fight. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something you can easily get people hyped for. You, you can throw that stat out there. And, I mean... I, well, I feel like okay, it's not a pressure on Joshua. Because you know, like, everybody's... That's the fight in the wing that everybody's waiting yeah. to see. So, yeah, he's he's got to go out there and win his next fight. And, you know, probably in emphatic fashion. Yeah. Dude, that's and, where the money is, man. Yeah. Because th- I think that that that's a big... I mean, it's not it's not going to be like Canelo and, you know... I mean, it'll, uh, it'll do huge-ass numbers in the UK. Yeah. It'll 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 do it'll do it'll do good numbers. Like I, that's a pay per view fight here. I, I, like I, I I know they probably won't crack like three hundred thousand, but like if you can't get people to turn out for that, what can't you like? What can you actually do as a promoter? I think just due to the fact that like we haven't. I mean, aside from like have the heavyweight like that used to be like the cream of the crop we haven't had like a super like a heavyweight fight we've been super excited about i mean you had joshua klitschko yesterday which was awesome but like the heavyweight fights like that of that magnitude just don't seem to come around that often so i, I think they can get people to buy into it just off of that hype like this will be you know we we don't get these kind of fights anymore like yeah yeah so, uh, but but real, real quick uh like I see a lot of people like shitting on like Wilder's performance here, but like you fight to your strengths. Wilder is not a boxer; he's a puncher. Right. <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter if he looks like crap for nine rounds, or you know gets dropped or gets rocked really hard. Like if he's tough enough to deal with that, and he is quick enough. Uh, has like good enough timing to like make it count. He's it, it's still quality. You feel me? I mean, he only needs yeah. one. Like if he catches some, if he catches you with that right down the middle, and he lands that on anybody flush, you're 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 getting out of here. So and I mean for anything, because like I I don't I I like watching Wilder's fights. I get it. The technique isn't pretty, but it's just he's just entertaining. Like <laughs> I watch him because I know at some point the fight is gonna get fun. This this one took a little bit, first couple rounds were kind of, eh, but you know I know eventually I'm gonna get one of those moments where he's gonna crack somebody. So, you know exactly. Yeah, so that's that's why you watch. You're waiting for that that one moment. And what? Like let Parker go out there and knock out Joshua. <laughs> it just ruin ruin the whole. He, just, he kills he kills boxing. <laughs> especially if it's like first round KO like straight flat line no even chance to get up for the count oh man yeah J- J- Joshua you gotta you gotta go do work out there man we 
Your your entire sport uh, is probably depending on you. Uh, so shout to um, Ortiz because that it was a tremendous performance from him. Um, yeah, like it was it was a really that was a really good fight from him. Like he if if he emptied the really, gas tank in like the seventh, eighth, and ninth round trying to stop Wilder, he uh, he he might have actually taken out. He might have actually got him out of there. All right. And I mean his, his game plan was working. It's just Wilder, man. That, that dude is. He hits hard enough that you have to fight him perfect or get him out of there. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, no, no, no shame on that loss. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty entertaining fight. I had to watch it again this morning because I couldn't really watch it last night. But yeah, shout shout outs to both of them. That was a, uh, yeah, I call it a five round fight because the first four rounds is kind of, yeah, yep. and it kind of picked up later. But <laughs> yeah, it's only been like it was... it's only been like two months and like three days into the year, and we've got like at least five fights that are. Fight of the year contenders. I was actually just thinking that the other day. I need to start taking notes now, so at the end of the year, I won't have to do all this crazy research <laughs> <laughs> about what fights were were fight of the year. I need to start writing these down. But um, yeah, man, that that was that was awesome. Two two heavyweights just kind of throwing down. Uh, so shout out to both gentlemen. Congrats to Wilder and Joshua. We're depending on you. Um. I guess real quick before we get to UFC, we can just kind of breeze through. Uh, Bellator had a card. Bellator 195 uh, went down on the second. Also, um, headlined by Darian Caldwell and Leandro Higo. Um, that was the only fight I got a chance to watch from this card. Um, not really a ton happened. They they stood on the feet for a little bit. Caldwell, I think, threw a left, took him down. Uh, he drove got up for a quick second, then he got tossed back to the floor, and then he got choked up. Yep. And that was it. <laughs> and then Caldwell got on the uh, mic, cursed out basically everybody in the Bantamweight division and the two Pitbull brothers. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, so. Because <laughs> uh, uh, the Pitbulls were in Heel's uh, corner. Oh. Hey, man, we, we talk about Bellator fun fights. I don't know. Caldwell there you go. Versus Pitbull. <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're throwing, if we're, if we're throwing John Pitch in there, and uh, <laughs> did you see the alleged Chuck Liddell? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. So, yeah, we forgot <laughs> to talk about that. That's, that's a whole other podcast, man. Uh, so yeah, quick All side note: who are too good to watch a fifty-year-old year man die in the cage? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Allegedly, Chuck Liddell is signing a multi-million dollar contract with Bellator, or something like that. Um, so I got, that, that's, that's I got ESPN on the background here. Sorry to interrupt, but and Deontay Wilder's on it. Uh, not speaking or anything, but they're running his like highlight reel. Oh, and here's O'Malley. O'Malley's on ESPN. Yeah. Oh man, they they only yeah. showed the part where he broke his foot. <laughs> well. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. I guess quickly just running through the rest of this Bellator card. Uh, so Caldwell uh, defended his side and won by submission. Uh, Joe Tominglo uh, won a split decision over Joe Warren. Christina Williams won a split decision over Emily uh, Dakota. And Juan Archuleta uh, won a decision over William Joplin. Uh, so that was Bellator. Um, Glory also had a card this weekend. Uh, the only fight that I got a chance to watch was Badahari. And what's the guy's name? Jurgis, I believe. Um, they had a nice, they had actually a pretty nice three-round scrap. Um, it was actually pretty, 
uh, pretty entertaining fight. He he took it to Hari though. Like he definitely made him work for the win, but uh, that was a pretty good fight. Uh, Cedric Dumbe uh, dropped a split decision actually, which I need to go back and watch. Um, somebody else I'm forgetting. Somebody else got head kicked. Oh yeah, uh, Tajani Basadi uh, head kicked Annie Cabri into oblivion. Uh, you guys should go watch that. Um, so shout out to Glory and LFA. 34, uh, was this the lightweight title, I want to yes. say? Uh, Robert Watley uh, beat Branding Jenkins. That's how did he... Decision. Decision? Okay. Um, so, shout-outs to him. Shout-outs to LFA. Got to go back and watch that also. Um, so, those are pretty much all the fights. Uh, other fights from other organizations. Well, KSW had a card, but probably won't have really time to get to that. But there were a lot of fights this weekend, basically. So... That was a little quick little rundown, and uh, we'll just uh, go on to the to the main course. UFC 222 uh, went down yesterday in Nevada. Uh, I had a lot of emotions throughout this card. I, I spent a lot of this card kind of angry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot on this card that kind of bothered me, but it it got better towards the end. But, like, <laughs> it was some of this car that was pissing me off. But, uh, I guess starting with the main event, which didn't piss me off. It was not, not really a high point. Kind of expected it to happen. But, um, Chris Cyborg, Yana Kuniskaya. Um, there's not a ton to talk about <laughs> about this fight. Um, other than, I mean, Yana got a takedown. And Joe Rogan almost had a conniption <laughs> about her just get... <laughs> You know what? That was... And... Alright, I'll, I'll side tangent. I think that was part of what was... I don't know what it was about this card last night. Um, there was something about Rogan that was just annoying me all... And I normally, like... He normally doesn't really bother me. Uh, like, there are little things he does here and there that I don't really care for. But, like, most of the time, I, I kind of... He doesn't really bother me. It was something about him last night that seemed to piss me off every fight. Uh, and I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just in a bad mood. But, um, yeah, he had a full-blown conniption when Yana got a takedown. But I get it. Anybody who does anything remotely good against Cyborg is like a more victory. So you, you just tend to overreact. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she got a takedown. Uh, she did some clinch work. Once Cyborg got out the clinch, that was a wrap. Um... Every time Cyborg landed, you you could tell just Yana just felt the fear of God. Um, yeah, she she landed a, a right hand, uh, ended up just crumpling poor Yana, and that was it. Yeah, that was Cyborg gonna Cyborg. Yeah. Um. So the most interesting part of this fight to me was that apparently Chris Cyborg has been coming out to Kirk Franklin for years, and I just never noticed. I didn't either. Yeah. Did not either. <laughs> well, and like she was full blown, like she was singing the entire song during the walkout. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, but um, brother, I don't know. can't you see? I've got the victory. Yeah, stop. <laughs> uh, out here doing the the Lord's work <laughs> in her own special way. Beating up, sending, sending, beating the, up Russian girls. Yeah. yeah, sending, sending them more angels. So I guess heaven needs more population. Yeah. So. Um. 
Just at Yana, who basically got the most meaningful offense that someone's gotten on uh, Cyborg in a while um, when she took her back for like half a second. Right. Uh, uh, so, I don't... did she, that initial sequence, like when it first started, because she ate a right hand in the body shot, right. did she go for a takedown or did she crumple from the body shot and just happen to go for uh, a Yes. Yes. <laughs> everybody was like losing their mind as she went for the takedowns. Like I think she was dying. Yeah, no, she, she just she got hit. Realized <laughs> it was really hard. Went down, saw her leg, and was less like, "This is my only way. I'm not going to die." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was a cyborg. Crush. And then she called out Amanda Nunes. <sighs> All right, I'm I'm gonna be that guy. Everyone will disagree with me. I don't want to see that fight anymore. Well, I don't. I don't care to see that fight anymore. I, I want to see that fight just so the UFC has time to do other things while they're fighting each other. <laughs> I, I, I guess, what would you prefer to that fight, I guess? I want to see Megan Anderson. And I don't care that she's green anymore. I just want to see her fight a featherweight. I, I think I'm at that point now. I'm, I don't want to see this bantamweight experience anymore. It's not. It's not fun. I mean, Megan Anderson probably won't be fun either. I mean, it'll be a fun like assault. I just. I don't know. Like a train. And it's not even. It's not Cyborg's fault <laughs> that she just demolishes every single person. But I, I think I'm over this whole bantamweight experiment just throw if they're if they, i just want to see her fight a true featherweight I, I i know it probably won't make much of a difference but megan megan's a, a big 45er she's really strong she, she's always game I, I i think i just want to see that fight now i, I want to see cyborg fight somebody who's actually like in her weight class let let nunez i mean and then if she bodies megan and then they still want to do the nunez fight i, I won't complain but I don't know. This this, this bantamweight thing isn't doing it. I would anymore. be fine with it if Megan had a fight in the UFC or like in the past year because she hasn't fought since she beat Charmaine Tweet, right? Yeah, I think that was her last fight. That was 2016. Or at least early 2017, I think. Hold on. Megan Anderson. Like... She she hasn't been hurt. She's just been, uh, I think she was initially hurt, but uh, yeah, it's been a over a year since she's fought. Being my point, so like I, I'd really just like to see her get a fight before she goes to fight Cyborg. So I think the thing is, if they give her another fight, like who who else are they gonna sign somebody? Yeah, you you gotta just sign a random person to base, and I, I feel like if you're the UFC, you definitely. If if you give Megan the tune-up fight, you don't want her to lose. Give her uh, run back the freaking Charmaine Tweet fight. Nobody cares. Yeah, I'm I'm not opposed. <laughs> I'm not opposed. I just it's it's almost not even fun anymore just watching Cyborg just beat on people. And uh, like I said, she'll she'll probably beat on Megan, but at least Megan's in her weight class. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the fight will drag out a little longer. I I don't know I I don't know, but I mean if they do her and Nunez, I, I'm not mad at that either. Um, you know Nunez is always game, and I'm pretty sure it'll be a, f- a fun stand up fight. They they both throw really heavy. Cyborg probably throws a lot harder though, but 
Um, I'm I'm game to watch it, but I I don't know. I like the the cyborg experience is just. Ugh, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if they try to put cyborg on that um, Brazil card with her. When is that? May twenty fourth. I mean, you might as well. She she virtually took Wait, no, no damage. Wait, no, not May twenty fourth. Like May third or something. I don't know. I'm good. But the only damage she got was a back take. And maybe like a, a couple knees in the clinch. Yeah, like the <laughs> the hardest part of this fight for Cyborg was getting down to one forty five on like four weeks notice. All right, but um, I mean, shout out to Yana though. I mean, and you you go in there with Cyborg, that's that's never easy out. She did the best you can do. Like, I you know I, I can't. I'm not gonna fault her or talk bad about her. Like she she did the best you can do against Cyborg up until you get. Really, that's all you can say about like any of Cyborg's opponents. Like, you, and I think that's kind of what makes I, I would say makes Holly's performance kind of impressive. Where she she ate a lot of shots and she even managed to just go the distance. So I mean, when you're fighting Cyborg, you just you got to take the little more victories as you can. Get. Right, right. So it, it is what it is. But uh, Cyborg's still the champ. Probably not changing anytime soon. But um, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with her. Um. Co-main event, though. This was my personal main event. Uh, this was the fight that I was most looking forward to, and this was the fight that lifted my spirits. Because <laughs> this card was just doing a good job of just pissing me off all night. Um, Brian Ortega, Frankie Edgar. Um, Ortega's, I think I've said this before about him, he's, he's one of those guys, I, I love watching him fight. But the, the thing that always worries me about him is he, he tends to be a slow starter. And kind of like you said earlier, he's losing until he's winning. Um, and part of me was afraid that against Frankie that wouldn't be a good, you know, not, it's not a guy you really want to get behind on, especially in a, a, a three-round fight. You, you could quickly drop a decision. Um, but Ortega did not need three rounds. He only needed one. <laughs> and... He did not win by submission like I envisioned. He uh he sent Frankie Edgar into orbit. Um but I mean, no slight to Frankie at all. The the beginnings of this fight kind of went how I thought it would go, with Frankie just kinda of boxing him up from the outside, getting in, getting out, working angles, um, Ortega just trying to find the groove of an offense, but Frankie's just kinda of just getting off punches. He's doing what Frankie normally does to everybody. Um but then it did occur to me, kind of like 30, 40 seconds into the fight, is normally with, with Frankie fights, he'll touch you up on the feet. But, you know, he, he's brilliant at from going from striking to transition into the grappling. But I'm like, he's not going to grapple with Ortega. Or, I mean, he could, but that's probably not a good idea. Because you leave your neck out for two seconds, it's getting yanked. You leave anything out for two seconds, he's snagging something and he's taking it home. So... I was wondering, like, if Ortega just needs to catch him a one good time, and this could be over, because Frankie's not going to take this to the ground, or if he could, he's, he's going to put himself in danger, and, um, yeah, Ortega needed one split second, I, I know everybody wants to talk about the uppercut, and it was vicious, it literally lifted Frankie off his feet, but that elbow, yeah, there, that's man, the fight under right there, Woof, that elbow was, was mean, boy, 
I did not see, and, and when it happened in real time, I didn't even know what he landed, like, <laughs> just, I just saw him flick his arm out, and then Frankie just stumbled, <laughs> had no idea what he even hit him with, but yeah, that elbow was vicious, and he stuns him, uh, did he throw a head kick? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he threw a head kick right after that, yeah. Frankie kind of blocked, but he kind of ate, so, yeah, like, partially hit him, but he, he was still, like, completely disoriented from that elbow, and then when they got into the clinch, and the, those them uppercuts started flying, and uh, I've never, I never thought I would see the day. I mean, we've seen Frankie get like battered, obviously, like the Maynard fight, um, even in the Aldo fight, like he. But we, we've never seen Frankie just get flat out like you're done, KO. Like as soon as that uppercut landed and Frankie's feet left the floor, I knew it was over. And then he ate two ground and pound shots and that was it and i i saw people i saw people complaining about the stoppage because yeah. seen frankie come back from some wild really stuff, there were people but, complaining yeah <laughs> i saw a few people but the the, the the difference is between this and like the maynard fight and i've i've argued with this in the maynard fight about people who said that they thought the fight should be stopped if you go back and watch the maynard fight all of them as much as he was getting rocked and rolling around the cage, he was still moving. He still seemed like he kind of knew what was going on. Albeit he was in survival mode, he was still somewhat cognizant of what was happening. And he was trying to get out the way or... He, he was just... He was there still. He was just kind of on skates the whole time. This fight, he was not there. There was no... The, the only movement was him being lifted off of the ground from an uppercut. There was no, there was no comeback from this. Like, that was, that was it. That was out. Um, and I've, I've, I'm sticking to this that Ortega will be champ by the end of the year. I've been saying this <laughs> for, for many episodes now, and I'm sticking to it. This, this kid is the real deal, man. Like, it, it, it still makes me nervous about how he's always losing until he's winning. But on the same token, it seems like when his competition gets tougher, he still rises up. And he's getting finishes. Like, he's getting guys out of there. So, yeah, man. Really, really impressed with the Ortega fight. That that dude is... That, that dude is awesome, man. Like, to to get a win like this is... That's a, that's a big deal. That's a name on your resume. And you, like, you stopped him. Like, you stopped him dead in his tracks and got him out of there. So... I mean, yeah, props, all the props in the world to Ortega, Ortega um, but props to Frankie, too, for even, like, taking this fight, because he, he could have sat back and just waited for a title shot. Um, this was a dangerous fight for him to take, and he still went out there to, you know, to put on the show, and I mean, like I said, up until the finish, he had a, a good performance. He was doing what Frankie normally does, but um, Ortega, man, or, or, Ortega's that dude. He, he is that dude right now. Yeah, um, he did a really good job of um uh, of forcing the fight on the like not forcing the fight or like forcing the the distance closer um like you're saying he was uh, Edgar especially early was in and out in and out in and out but like you you could see Ortega he, he would triple up on the jab he would throw a combination that came up short but you could see him like just inching closer to Edgar uh with his feet um, the, like the finishing sequence came because Edgar was trying to th leap in for a hook, uh, not even leap in. He was just throwing a hook, um, like from, 
uh, from pretty close range, not even mid range, like close, close range, and uh, Ortega just beat him to it with the uh, with um, that elbow. Um, I, I I think that I think Ortega just didn't respect Hector's power. Uh, like he got caught with that one overhand right over the shoulder, and from that moment on, he was just not full on, you know, John Lineker, Jessica Andrade esque March mode. But he 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 got a little, he got more aggressive. He stopped backing up. Um, anytime he did get back up, he got back to the center of the cage. Um, uh, he he got more aggressive with the kicks, and he Edgar even tried to turn him into a takedown. Um, Ortega just grabs his neck, like instantly, and got um, Frankie the bail on it. Um, the 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 uh the sequence of the uppercut I really liked it because he was bridging with the one arm, and literally he just pushes off on Edgar who has his arm on his shoulder, and delivers the uppercut, so that was really nice. Um, yeah, no, like Ortega, Ortega is like, there's so much star potential in him. This is his seventh fight in the UFC, the seventh one he's finished. He's finishing guys faster. Uh, uh, Edgar's the best opponent he's ever fought, and he, this is the fastest he's won a fight in the UFC. Um, I guess you can count Mike De La Torre, but that fight apparently that uh, that fight never happened, according to you know the uh, the California State Athletic Commission. Um, like I don't know how a fight with him and Max Holloway goes because the whole thing I picked Edgar in this fight because. Unlike Cub Swanson, Edgar doesn't have those lapses in judgment in fights. He always fights the perfect fight for Edgar. You don't beat... Uh, uh, Jose Aldo did not beat Frankie Edgar by capitalizing on like moments of weakness. He beat him by beating him at ev- uh, basically at every moment of the fight. Like it, You have to beat... Uh, if he was shooting for a takedown, he'd block it, and uh, if he can't try to come in, he would jab with him. Like, Beating him in the like beating him in a single moment is just ridiculous. Um, like I, I don't get how Ortega's game works in in terms of like how this man has managed to go through so much quality competition. Because again, like he went from Mike De La Torre to Tiago Alvarez to Diego Brandao to Clay Guida to Hanan Mukano to Cubs Swanson to Frank Edgar. Like that's a quality lineup. Especially from like debut to like seventh fight, um, I, I I don't know how a fight between him and uh, Holly go turns out. It's but it's now like at the top of my list for um for, uh, title fights I want to see. Yeah, whatever uh whatever pay per view that fight lands on. They might get me to to cough up sixty uh, bucks. Holloway <laughs> was tweeting that he wants to fight on the international fight uh week or. So he wants to fight in the co-main event of Cormier Stipe, which I'd be down for. Hey man, get a man what he wants. Like uh, two twenty-five still needs a paper a main event though. The Chicago card. Well, whatever whatever card they throw him on, I'm I'm, there. I'm in there. Yeah, and that that headline might give me like um, do or. Like they have something really special in Ortega. I'm not sure if we mentioned this, but like this is the first time Frankie Edgar's ever been stopped. 
Right. So, like that alone is is flop. So we'll we'll, we'll see if the machine <laughs> gets gets behind them. You you could you could only hope. And I I saw uh I didn't, didn't research it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's interesting stat on this card. Um, a lot of the people who who got a lot of the big wins tonight, all in the twenty. Oh yeah, dude, this. Um, it was a good weekend for like the young new faces of MMA. Um, over right. in Bellator, you got Caldwell, and I know Caldwell's like thirty, but like the, he, the, this should be his prime. Um, and that Bellator bandweight division has been pretty stagnant for years now. Um, and then Christina Williams and uh, um, Domingo beating up an old Star Wars in the PFC. You have Brian Ortega, um, Alexander Hernandez. Who will get to Mackenzie Dern? Who will get to Cody Stamen? Who will get to Ketlin Vieira? Who will get to soon? Um, but like, this could turn out to be like a really big deal for them, like moving forward, like this card. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of these names, oh, I'm, I'm O'Malley, sure. of course. So, oh yeah, you know the machines. <laughs> you know the machines behind him. But uh, yeah, like a lot of these. These young fighters, these are probably people we'll be seeing on main cards for a while. Like, as long as they can stay on their, like, trajectory. Right. Um, but, yeah, man. But that, that next, the next generation is, is coming up. I, I know Father Time is undefeated, but Frankie was just one of those guys I assume would just kind of at least linger around the top forever. I mean, he's still going to be at the top after this, not, you know. I mean, we're not that far removed from him beating the crap out of Jeremy Stevens and right. Jair Rodriguez, <laughs> so... so. Yeah, so it's not like Ortega, like, knock Frankie, like, like he's just out of here, like he's never going to win a fight again. But that, that these next crop of fighters are, you know, they're, they're making their way up there, man. So it's it's, it's, it's good to see that, that next crop of young young guys and, and women alike, you know, making making their climbs up. So awesome, awesome win for Ortega. Um, what would you like to see from Frankie next? Uh, for Frankie, um... Like, do do you stick around and try to angle your way into another title shot? Because who who does Frankie fight? Like Ricardo Lamas? Because I think that's the only dude in the top like five that he hasn't fought, besides you know uh, Holloway. Oh yeah, Lamas got knocked off the top five. So like he's already beaten Cub and Stevens. Um, Emmett's coming off a loss. Lamas is coming off a loss. Who knows when we'll see the Korean zombie again? Do you give him the Elkins fight? Do you, do you... <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not mad at that actually. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I get it. He's coming off a loss, but do you, do you try to have like the winner of like another fight, like the fight between Qatar and um, Moicano fight Edgar? Try to get another title contender out of that, or you know, a rebound fight and. Edgar gets the winner of Ortega uh, Holloway. I like the Elkins fight. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. that fight. Um, I don't think they'll do it, but I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to that. Or do you do the Jeremy Stevens rematch? Like, <sighs> I, I, personally, I'd like uh, I know it's not going to happen, but I'd like to see him at bantamweight. That would be interesting. Those would be some some interesting matchups down there for him if he decided like to... Like Edgar versus Cruz, Edgar versus Garbrandt, Edgar versus Rivera. 
He probably wouldn't he wouldn't fight Marlon Marais, but Edgar Cruz would be. Yeah, we'll see. I think he's he's got options. Like he's, <clears throat> it's not like his career is over after this. Like obviously it's a tough loss, but I, I think he's got options for when he comes back. Um, really I feel quick, like he'll really probably quick stick note, around. Um, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. If you were somebody who had never seen MMA before, and you were like told by somebody that one of these dudes was the champion of division up, who would you have picked? <laughs> Man, I didn't realize how big Ortega was, right. or maybe just how small Frankie is. Like Ortega looks like he could easily be a one fifty five, right? It's crazy. Like, you just look at his frame, and he like he's he's thick. Like, like Edgar was small when he was a lightweight champion, but like that division's gotten huge. Oh man, yeah, he, he he's a that's a big boy at forty five. He he could easily probably go to fifty five and give a lot of people up there. Yeah. Line. Like, but man. Yeah, we'll 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 see. Frank Frankie's got some some interesting options. I, I'm I, I would like the Elkins fight just because, but um I think the bantamweight move wouldn't be bad either. Like a lot of you know fresh life, new division, and obviously you get to like the top five in that division, and all those fights for Frankie would be awesome to see. Right. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Frankie in a sunset. Hey, there's an idea. Yes, you know, throwing that out there. But um, we'll we'll see. But great. Great win from Ortega. Awesome KO. Um, yeah, man. Star, star has been born. And uh, speaking of stars and the machine of the UFC <laughs> trying to give us another one, uh, Sean O'Malley, Andre Sukumt. Um This was the height of me being angry. It was this fight. This was the height <laughs> of me just... Me just just Did you, uh, was it because you picked Sukuntov? No, not even that. It wasn't even it wasn't even the pick. It was th- that whole third round. I just wanted to flip the computer screen. Uh, I was I, I just I didn't. Uh, and it's not even like hate against O'Malley. Like I don't. It's not like I even dislike O'Malley. I I I, I did think Sukuntov was gonna pull this out. Um, obviously after the first two rounds, I was like, all right, I, I kind of see where this is going. <laughs> and then, all right, so it, we'll, we'll just run it back from the top. Um, so Sean O'Malley comes in, you know, obviously a, a, a lot of hype. Um, I mean, and well-deserved. He's a very entertaining fighter, very, uh, you know, very flashy striker, really talented dude. He smokes weeds um, with Snoop Dogg. Off of, right. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot going for him. Coming off that win over, uh, was it Terry on where, I think, was his... Uh, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, so coming off of that and also off of, um, was it Contender Series or Ultimate? Uh, Contender Series. Tennis series, yeah. So, you know, he's been having a lot of good showings as of late. And uh, Sukumtah coming off that win over Luke Sanders. So I was pretty, you know, interested to see how this fight would play out. Um, O'Malley for the first two rounds, uh, just kind of giving him that work. <laughs> Very uh, diverse striker, to say the least. Um, kicks, punches. He did a, a sequence that was like a spinning back fist to a head kick. Um just working a lot of angles, just kind of just picking Sukumta apart. Um, 
yeah, he, he, I thought he did a good job from a, a lot of this fight. Just, I feel like the fight was on his terms. Like, Sukumta couldn't find a groove, and O'Malley was just literally doing whatever he wanted uh, in terms of striking. And then the third round comes, and I think O'Malley threw a question mark kick. What, what yeah. was that it? I'm going to think another fight. Okay, yeah, he, he threw a question mark kick that got blocked in, in, with some weird funky way. I don't know, maybe if he just hit an elbow or so, so, something happened. And this man's foot just just gave out. And so, and, and anybody watching this fight, like you're, you're watching uh, Sukumta, because he, he got dropped, was it the, I can't remember the first or the second. Um, Might have been the first. I think he got dropped in the first because he, he was wobbly. Like, at the end of the first, he was stumbling back to his corner. I can't remember what he got dropped with, but basically O'Malley was just kind of tooling him. So third round gets here, and it's, it's pretty much a do or die. Like, you need a finish. You're clearly losing this fight. Um, so third round comes. O'Malley has this, this foot injury. I, I guess he broke his foot. He literally cannot stand on his foot. Like, his foot gave out. There was even a point where, like, he stood back up, and his the foot that was broken, he just lifted it off the ground because he couldn't put any pressure on it. Like he just he was hopping on one foot. And Sukumta, you know, I'm not a fighter. It's easy for me to say what I would do sitting home on the couch. But I would like to think if I see somebody with a broken foot, I'm kicking that foot until you just can't walk anymore. Sukumta, on the other hand, he had different ideas. He's going for takedowns. Now. I'm trying to make sense of what he's doing. I'm trying to rationalize it in my head. And the more I rationalize it, the more I just got pissed off. And it's just, oh, it was so frustrating watching this third round. It's like, dude, this is, you've been getting tooled pretty much this entire fight. This is your time to come back and get the win. And this, this man is clearly injured. He's like in agony, visually in pain. And instead of making him stand up on that broken foot and just kicking it until he can't fight anymore, you just go for takedowns. And you almost get triangled at one point from a broken foot. What did that happen before? I can't remember. That either was way, second round. Whatever. Okay, that was second. E- either, either way, you're going for, for takedowns against a guy with a broken foot. Didn't you get sweeped in, like, guillotine? Or was that the second round, too? Or almost guillotine? I don't remember. Either, either way, the third round pissed me off because it just... Sukumta's strategy just didn't... It blew my mind. It didn't make any sense. Um, just it throwing didn't. this out there. Because okay. uh, I rewatched the whole fight this morning. Um, Andre got rocked like twice after O'Malley broke his leg. <laughs> so that probably had a lot to do with it. Oh. Like you, he, he actually hurt him twice on the bro- like with one leg. Out there on his Michael Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. So, after that disastrous third round, um, strategy-wise, uh, of course he, he loses the decision. <laughs> Rogan interviews O'Malley <laughs> while he's laying on his back because he just couldn't get up to even, like, when they announced the decision that he won, he's just he's celebrating on the floor. While he's screaming in pain, and Rogan kneels next to him to do the post fight, so that was that was fun. That was <laughs> that was so Rogan. Um, but I mean, shout out to O'Malley, though. Like that's a really you know 
really great win um and gutsy win in, in the third considering you know your, your foot's like hanging off <laughs> and he 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 gutted it out that was, that was a real you know that that fight could have easily went the other way and turned south really quick but he he gutted it out he he put on i think the performance that people were hoping to see from him um and i'm pretty sure the machine uh, they're, they're definitely gonna get behind this guy i mean and i can see why though he, he's exciting he he puts on fun fights. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's gonna give you a boring outing. So we'll be seeing a lot more of, of O'Malley in the future. I'm I'm pretty sure of it. Um yeah um so I'm not I don't find O'Malley the character slash person like all that compelling. Um like. Joe Rogan was like, yeah, you hang on every word he says. He's like, I'm like, dude, he's just a stoner white boy. Like, but, <laughs> but like, you walk onto any college campus in America, you can find a Sean O'Malley. <laughs> but as a fighter, the, the dude, um, the dude's obviously pretty special in in terms of just like potential and upside and where he's at even now, because. The dude has an understanding of um of range and timing and like rhythm and fainting and moving and stand switching that like a dude who is um, let me double check yeah not even barely even three years into his pro career should have like this dude started fighting pro in twenty fifteen and yeah I know he fought amateur but like. Even then, like, you don't build that skill set necessarily over in your amateur career. Like, right. we've seen guys and gals come in off with, like, a bunch of amateur fights and just, like, they, they were, they were, um, basically sparring sessions where they just beat the crap out of the other person because the other person's a hobbyist. Um, but, like, O'Malley seems to have a, a natural feel for fighting. Uh, it's it's the type of thing where like um, crap, who's another person? Like Francis Ngannou has a natural feel for fighting. Um, like they are just people who are naturally keyed in on like certain aspects of the game, and like you see that a lot in O'Malley. Um. I think his uh, shot selection could be a little better. I think he'd be a little less hittable, uh, a little bit more controlled. But like, the, the dude is twenty three years old. Yeah, that's all stuff that's just gonna come with time. All right. I mean, and he's training out the lab, yeah. so like he got you got surrounded by good, you know, pretty great, good sparring partners, good coaches. Like he, he can yeah. only go up. Um, he probably would have finished Sukumtov if it wasn't for breaking his leg. Like that, uh, I'm a little worried about that just because it just seems like nowadays to be a real contender at 135, you got to be able to finish the people. Especially people who are like outclassing by a lot. And he did that, um, especially early. That first round was like 10-8. Just brutal. Like, I found that actually kind of um, not funny, but yeah, funny that uh, he broke his like, leg 
in the third round because I thought he had broken the um, I thought he had shattered freaking Sukunta's knee in the first round when he kicked the back knee. And the yeah, because he he dropped like twice. Yeah, he that. kicked he both legs. He hit both legs and he hit them um in uh inside kick to the back leg, inside kick to the front leg, and Sukunta couldn't walk after that for a minute. Like he was bouncing around on one leg. Yeah, this 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 kid. He's. I'm not gonna say I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm on the hype train, so to speak, but um, dude, dude is he's, he's nasty though. He's uh, I'm I'm wondering how I, I I don't want them to like fast track him. So I'm, I'm I'm interested to see like what matchups they give him next. Uh, they should give him Alejandro Perez. He was also beating um, Tukintath. Uh, he's not especially like dangerous guy, I guess. Where like you're gonna burn out your prospect, getting him in a firefight that he didn't need to be in. Um, he's coming off like he's coming off win off of Sukuntaf himself, and he's got a win over Alcantara and Scott Jorgensen, Ian Entwistle. So I think it's a pretty solid fight for him. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I hope they, yeah, I hope they kind of just slow track and build them up. I mean, because, I mean, as talented as he is, you, you know, once you get to the top, you know, top 10 in that division, it starts getting real. <laughs> it, it, it definitely starts getting real. So I hope they don't, though they don't rush him too fast. But um, he, he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Definitely um, living up to the hype so far. He can keep schooling people like that. We'll, we'll, we'll be hearing from him for a while. He, he he's gonna be sticking around, probably tooling people for a yeah. while now. Uh, of all the dudes that come off the the uh, the contender series show, he's probably at the highest ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, like a lot of the the way you just watch him fight, you you would think he's been doing this for a long time, like. <laughs> but he that at only twenty three, like it's it's almost kind of scary to see like where where's he gonna be at when he's like twenty seven. Yeah. Like when he's got years under his belt, he he's got some experience like this. He he has a really really high ceiling, but um yeah. Shout out to Sean O'Malley. Ho- hopefully that that foot heals. Um, not sure how long he'll end up being sidelined for. Um, but ho- hopefully we can see him back sometime soon. Um, but I imagine he'll, he'll probably need time to heal up. But um definitely looking forward to 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 what he does next and who they match him up with. Um, so we'll see. But congrats to Sean O'Malley. Great performance. Uh, tooling if I've ever seen one. <laughs> so, uh, sh- shout outs to him. Uh, next fight. Uh, <laughs> like you said you you skipped this one off principle. <laughs> I, I skipped it to watch a good heavyweight fight. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Avlaski, Stefan Shrews. Um, I mean it was it was a decent fight. Not anything crazy to write home about. Um. I think Oblowski won just kind of being a bit more active. Um, he caught Strew with a, a, a good amount of strikes. Um, definitely with the takedowns more than I thought he would. He, he took Strew down like two two or three times, maybe even four. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a, a ton to write home about. I mean, impressive for Oblowski in the sense that, I mean, I think they mentioned this during the broadcast. Like, a couple of years ago, this is a guy I didn't even think would be fighting anymore. Last like, year. Right, <laughs> like last year, this dude was on a five-fight losing streak, and he's like his the second stint of his career. I mean, it's had its ups and downs, 
but it's impressive that he's just even still like he's still around and he's still putting on like solid performances and beating you know still hanging with solid competition at almost 40 years of age um so like i say yeah not not really a ton to go into de- detail about that fight he won by a decision um it's kind of outstructured Khan kind of was just the busier fighter and a, the takedowns definitely worked in his favor he was able to get a lot of those in um so shout out to Arvlowski. he's still um somebody I, I, I do root for when i first started watching mma he was like one of my favorite heavyweights so um Good to see he's, he's still around. So, shout-out to Oblowski. He got a decision win over Struve. Uh, I think he's on a two-fight one streak now. So, but, yeah, that was a, pretty much the fight in a nutshell. Not too much really to, to talk about, but solid win for Oblowski. And rounding out the main card, we had Caitlin Vieira and Kat Zingano. Um, What were your thoughts? <laughs> what um, Bantamweight has progressed past the point where Kat Zingano was considered, like, a physical force. Because this is the second fight in a row where she basically just got out, well, not like complete, like basically just out strength. Because like Julian Pena put it on her uh, with pace and like takedown ability, and Kevin Vera just kind of muscled her to the ground. <laughs> like the 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 the, um, the hip toss she hit in the second round was a thing of beauty. Um, like I. I what I really take away from this is I wish Kazingano fought more. Like, get... Yeah, what, what, what was her last fight before this? Yes. Was the fight? Almost two years ago. Jesus. She's been healthy. Like, I, like, I, I'm sure she was hurt for a little bit, but, like, she's... It's not like... she She's been on, like, Twitter and shit talking about, like, the I, I want a fight. I want a fight. Give me a fight. Um, I, I really like Vera. I know she probably didn't make a whole ton of fans after, like, that fight where she basically coasted down the stretch. Uh, she spent long periods on top not throwing ground and pound, kind of being ineffective at getting out of half guard or setting up that crucifix that she was really going for. Um, but, like, she's only three years into her career. But she started in, in earnest in, like, October 2014. So, like, what, three and a half years in, and she's already probably the number one contender. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and I is kind of like how when the, in the moments when the fight wasn't going her way, because like, um, got to have moments where she just kind of like just throwing these really wild <laughs> like strikes. Right. But like she she connected on a lot of them, and I thought she was doing good with the the kick she was doing. But it was like as soon as Singano kind of found any kind of rhythm and got something going, Vera would just shut it down with takedown, and that was just kind of the end of that. Um, so yeah, not like the most, yeah, th- th- this fight kind of made me angry too. I was just really happy to see Zingano fight right. again. And then like every time she got taken down, it's like, ah, uh, it just, it keeps happening. <laughs> like every time I think she's about to, you know, she's about to get it going. She, she gets taken down and like all her momentum just gets shifted the other way. Um, so this fight kind of hurt, but good. It was a good, good win on Vieira's part. Like. And the fight wasn't going her way. She found a way to switch it around in her favor. And, like I said, just kind of grinded her way out to a a three uh, decision. Um, though I would have on her end, because, um, like, as much as she was getting the takedowns, I felt like she could have maybe done a, a bit more yeah. damage. Because um, a lot of it was just control, but not a ton of her really, like, dishing out a lot of punishment. But a win is a win. 
Um, a lot of split decisions on this card. <laughs> L.A. Bird was on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave her a little roast in the commentary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so that was the main card. Um, I mean, the main card was pretty awesome. Um, I mean, the Struve Wolowski fight was kind of it, but I mean, most of these fights I, w- I was entertained somewhat, even if they got me angry. Like, um, what, like if Yara Zingano was just a random fight between two, like, middling, not even, or low-ranked, like, women's bandmates, like, we'd probably be ragging on it more, but it actually had, like, implications because Zingano has beaten Nunes and Vera's this hot-shot new prospect who was 3-0 and in the UFC. is now 4-0. and Um I'd like to see Vieira versus Renault, so put that on the Brazil card. I'm down for that. I'm rooting for Renault, though. Yeah. But, <laughs> but nah. Um, main card was, was pretty... It, it progressively got better. Um, Except... Once it hit the O'Malley fight, it just kind of went full yeah. stride. Um, so we, we had to warm up to that. But that was the main card. Uh, so we'll get on down to the prelims. Uh, feature prelims. Oof. Mackenzie, <laughs> Mackenzie Dern, Ashley Yoder. How did you score this fight? Um, I gave it two rounds to one for Dern, but Dern was also supposed to come out here and like this was her showcase fight, so it's probably not a good look that she fought the probably one of the five worst like fighters in the division and just scraped by. Well, not one of the worst fighters in the division, but, like, one of the least accomplished. It's like, she was 0-2 going into this fight, uh, Ashley Yoder. Yeah, I, I'm not, I, I, I think I gave it to Yoder. I can't remember. I, I, I remember, I remember having a feeling that I thought Yoder was going to get the nut, but, but then I kind of wasn't surprised, because, you know, but, yeah, Yoder. Um, Yoder did work, and I I think the reason I would say Yoder probably lost, um, I felt like a lot of this fight was Dern pushed a lot of the action, even though she ate a lot of left hands <laughs> that she was not avoiding. That left hand was catching her every time. I think she got was it the first or second? She, uh, got, she got dropped in the second, trying to close distance yeah. on a right hand, and yeah. uh, Yoder countered right over the shoulder, right behind the ear. And, yeah, put her up, put her right down. Got right back up though. Um, so. I, I think Dern just. I think what I did like from Dern though is as green as she still is. I, I like. I don't really like how reckless she is. That definitely needs to be fixed. But I just kind of like that she's she's game. Oh hell yeah! Like, yeah, like I think a lot of other prospects maybe like they got rocked like that. They might have shelled up. She never. She never like retreated. Like she got dropped. She got back up. And it was kind of like it never happened. Like, she was still pushing forward. I, I, I think she got these just... better. Like, te- like I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm sure the word technical is probably, like, I'm, I'm misusing that word here. But like, I think she got technically better or at least smarter after she um, she got dropped. Like, she, yeah. we, we saw a lot less of the winging punches where she would, like, throw the right hand, like, four or five times in a row and, like, just bum rush her like she was doing in the first round. Um, yeah. Well, like, the thing with Dern is, like, yeah, her striking's ugly, but, like, she hits really hard. Um, 
and you can it is so much easier to teach an aggressive fighter to cut back than to teach like a, a like a really patient fighter to be aggressive right. so her, for like what her sixth fight in her career 18 months in or whatever like she's fine yeah the the, the problems that she has they they can they're clutchable um she's apparently like more than her striking i'm worried about her wrestling yeah because she she was struggling to she would just blitz and then go for the clinch and try to get a takedown from there and yoda was not having it like (laughs) like was not i mean and she got that one at the very end and boy did she she harped on that when she got it like that was a really good (laughs) shot too yeah so yeah, that 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 that'll probably need some work. Like we we all know how good she is on the ground, but just the the object of getting someone down to the ground, which she definitely struggled with in this fight. But um, yeah, I mean she she's still really green though. Like my my, I was excited to see her in the UFC, but I don't my expectations for her aren't crazy high, be, just because of how new she still is. Right. So I'm kind of expecting her to have not not like bad fights, but. She she's gonna lose eventually. Yeah, like she she's gonna take a loss eventually. She's gonna have to. She's gonna have that moment where she has to hit that learning curve because she's the the competition is gonna rise and like like you know they the, threw her on the in the main event of a Fox like on your Fox Sports One prelim. They they they're gonna fat like I I can't help but think they're gonna fast track her. Right, which probably isn't a good. Yeah, and, and like O'Malley, like she's not. Like I can see her skill set being exploited pretty easily against an Angela Hill type, right? Um, and but I mean, good on her though. Like solid win. I think it was just good to see how just like game she was. I, I think that alone could get her some wins. Like she's just extra tenacious. Yeah. So she might just be able to just. I'm not gonna say bully her way into wins, but just that ferociousness I think can can pay off for. Um but yeah, you know, obviously holes in her game that need to be tightened up. Um good performance I thought from Yoda though, like like I said, that left hand was, was money. I just think she I don't think she was as active right as I think she could have been. Because I think literally just a, a bit more volume and she probably would have won this fight. She probably would knock during out. Right. <laughs> Cause she she fought a really good fight. She just she was really patient, maybe to a fault. Because, um, yeah, this fight easily could have swung her way, I think, if she just would have been uh, a bit more active. But it was still it was a really close fight. They both had had moments, I think, just Dern just went on pushing the pace a bit more. Um, but I'm pretty sure we'll, we're definitely going to see Dern back. Um, man, for Yoder, is that how many losses is that Three. in a row? Three, oof. Yeah, yeah I don't people know. don't get cut from the USA anymore, so. Hmm. Yeah, that is, that is. You should probably get one more. Side note: I've been watching Super Fight League. They've been getting people out of here on this card. <laughs> <laughs> These last like three fights have all been finishes. Yeah. Like, if you go to a, a decision in Super Fight League, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> so. Uh, I can't shout out this person who won because I don't know his name. They don't have it at the bottom of the screen right now. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but shout out to Super Fight League. <laughs> the crowd looks like they're having an amazing time. <laughs> I think this one's not in the gymnasium. Right, yeah, they're they're in like an official, you know, somewhat somewhat official room. The, the crowd is really high. Dude, dude, like Super Fight League's awesome. They'll play like dance music in the middle and just have a dance party, and the entire audience yeah. will hop in. Dude, they are really, they are really happy in this crowd. <laughs> Shout out to Super Fight League. But, um, yeah, that was uh, Mackenzie Dern and uh, Ashley Yoder. Um, this next fight, which did not last long at all, 42 seconds to be exact. Uh, Alexander Hernandez comes in on short notice, uh, short notice and he gets Benel Dariush out of there. Um, so... The, the, when the fight initially started, um, I know a lot of people thought that first kick was kind of dirty. When I watched the replay, I don't think he was trying to touch. Yeah, him no, they, I actually watched he just, it this morning. Yeah, he, yeah, he he kind of fights with that kind of like his stance is a bit wide and his arms are just kind of out like that. So yeah, in real time, I I thought it was kind of cheap, but when I watched the replay, it's like yeah, he I think he just fights like that. Like he wasn't trying to touch gloves. Um, but yeah, he Alexander Hernandez, he came in this fight on a mission. Like, he came in to kill, and <laughs> it was apparent from the very start. He did not waste any time. Like, he came in really explosive, really aggressive. Um, that, that, just that finishing sequence, he just, he, was it a left? I think he clocked Yeah, Darius. it's just a, like um, a step a in left hand as Darius, uh, Darius was trying to throw something. Yeah, and he just cleaned him, and... Thing he landed a little bit of ground and pound that probably didn't even need to happen, um, but yeah, 42 seconds. Hernandez got Darius out of there. <laughs> it was it was a very quick and violent finish. So I kind of feel like as soon as I said something last week, I I, I felt like okay, he's gonna come in here and do something stupid and destroy Darius because Hernandez was the dude I brought up last week. When we were talking about like the UFC's bloated ass roster, I'm like, why did they bring mm. in this dude when they have a hundred other lightweights? Can they really not find one that wants to fight Darius? But uh, he, he he shut my ass up. Uh, came in here, <laughs> got the number twelve number twelve dude in the division out of here in like like you said, forty two seconds. Um, really interesting that he he says like uh, his. Uh, main influence is T.J. Dillashaw. Yeah, he said that's like his yeah, idol. like dude, like that, that's weird to me. They just that, it feels like the timeline is shrinking in terms of like influence because <laughs> this has been fighting for uh, since what twenty twelve. Like he's been fighting is almost as long as T.J. Dillashaw. <laughs> But I mean, hey man, I mean, get your it shows. It's working. <laughs> it's definitely working. Dude, it's fast as hell. This, yeah. Want to talk about stance switching? God. Like I, I felt like like Darius usually just didn't even have a moment to breathe or get comfortable. Like he couldn't even like settle down into the fight. Like it, it just he just came out the gate blasting, and. I didn't know he fought in LFA. Oh, he was on the, the Devon. Yeah, he, he probably would have got a title shot if had he not been signed. Interesting note. I always, 
anytime I look at somebody's record and they're like nine and one, I go to look at the one person that beat him. So the one guy that beat him is actually headline, or not headlining, but well, I don't know if he's headlining, but he's fighting on LFA 36 at the end of this month, Jamal Emmers. So this is the one guy who managed to get past Hernandez. That dude just got hop on the microphone after he wins at LFA 36. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, sign that motherfucker, and I sign me. <laughs> <clears throat> oh man! Oh, this guy's uh, this guy's twelve and three. Oh, he's got a lot of finishes so, too. I might have to check. So Darius, what's what's with his Ooh. propensity to lose in just like the most violent, like yeah, fashion yeah. possible? They're just. <laughs> I, I feel like every. Every combat sport has at least one of those guys that, like, when they lose, they they can't lose like a normal person. Like, (laughs) (laughs) their losses have to be something just so extraordinary. (laughs) Because my guy, yeah, he got blasted by that. And then before, oh, he had the Dunham fight before that, but that was a draw. But the Barboza knee, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just some guys, man. They just Fabrizio yeah, Verdum. Uh shit. <laughs> Who's that dude? Oleg something from like the early two thousands, who was in WC and just seemed to get like he was just like on everybody's um he was just like on everybody's uh, highlight reel. It was like Olaf or Oleg or oh god. I mean, at least, I can say at least, they're kind of bad. He's only got four losses, so it's not that bad. But it's just like when they do happen, it's like, ugh. Like, they make you look away from the screen. Like, it was... Ugh. I mean, like, the Ramsey Nijum TKO. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Edson Barbosa's flying knee. Where is he at? Where is Ramsey? Uh, nowhere. Where's Ramsey? Nothing. I think he's fighting in, like, um... Abu Dhabi with that promotion, the yeah. Desert FC or something. No, no, he's just gone. Oh, he was on. The, no. <laughs> he was on the Redemption season. That's right. He fought Julian Lane and knocked him out in the first round. And then he lost to James Krause. Oh, okay. He's only twenty nine. <clears throat> so you feel like he could pop up. I mean, maybe not in the UFC, but he could pop up in some other promotion. I would have loved to have seen him in Bellator. Like, I think his whole broke off is crap. Let's see. Maybe he'll pop up soon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to Hernandez. You come in, short notice debut. You you get a top guy out of there in 42 seconds. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have much else right. to say. Like, it was, it was, it was just like, vicious. What, what more can vicious. you ask for in a debut, really? Yeah, it doesn't get, doesn't get much better. Only um, 25 years old, bro. And at lightweight. Once again, a division that the, the, the top 40 is like all killers. It's just killers you everywhere. You can fuck a dude off the regional scene who's not even the champion in the promotion, and he is a fucking killer. Right. Ugh. Imagine if we had, imagine oh, if heavyweight was like that. We can only hope. <laughs> Maybe in another 20 years, after this sport evolves into 
I don't know who. Uh, I don't even want to think what MMA is gonna be like. Francis Ngannou be fifty something years old and be like the champion. <laughs> uh, Randy Couture will be making his comeback. Ah, <laughs> uh, Roy Nelson is still gonna be trying to land that right hand on people. <laughs> Roy Nelson, <laughs> Bellator heavyweight champion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Brock will still be testing positive, and they'll still be bringing him back. Oh, man. This sport in 50 Dude, years is going to be fun. Brock Lesnar, just like 60-year-old Brock Lesnar out here, like part-timing the WWE still, <laughs> and just tossing around. Like... <laughs> the Undertaker's still going to make WrestleMania appearances. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, This next fight... John Dodson, Pedro Munoz. Um, I didn't get to watch this in real time, so I only got a chance to see this fight once this morning. Um, it seemed like Munoz couldn't really catch Dodson for most of this fight. Um, thought he, he started to do better, I think, towards the latter half of the fight. Because um, he did. I think he, he bloodied up Dodson's nose. I can't remember what he caught him with. But um, he, he started to do better towards the latter half of the fight. I don't have ton to say on this because I kind of I don't remember it all that much just remember Dotson doing a lot of sticking and moving kind of just getting out the way uh Munoz kind of picked it up towards the end of the fight but it was uh I guess you could say like too little too late yeah. um yeah I don't, I don't really have much else there because I don't remember the fight have you ever time. seen a fighter do so much with, uh, so little with so much like John Dotson like John Dodson legitimately might be the best pure athlete in MMA. He's one of the hardest pound-for-pound punchers in the sport. Like, but he's also, uh, he does so little with it. Like he, he will legitimately just go in there and throw left hands for like, 15, 25 minutes at a time and do nothing else. I was trying to remember. When's when's the last time Dotson like flatlined somebody? I remember like I always remember like the Montague <laughs> KO when he like he sent Montague. Was it Montague? I'm gonna think of somebody. Dar- yeah, no, Dar- Montague. Yeah, he, he sent him to another planet. Um I, I guess Manville Gambarian. I barely remember that. Uh, it was when he came back up to um, Bantamweight. Yeah, it was when he came back up to 35, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I do feel like Dawson could be... He could be dishing out a lot more. Like he's never tired after a fight. Like, he'll, like... Forget the backflips. Like, you listen to him talk, he's talking like he just got done with a leg jog in the park. Right. I mean, and you could say part of it, you know, he's coming up to 35, and it's not like he really gets any easy outing. Like, he's always fighting, like, top guys. But, yeah, sometimes I watch him, like, I feel like you could be starching this dude right now. like, Or, or at least, like, even if he's not finishing it. More like, active. He, Yeah, just a bit more active, really making them pay. Like, but, I mean, he, he got the W. Um, Not sure about the fight being a split decision. Um, I, I thought Dotson won pretty clearly, um, from what I remember. But 
Um, yeah, uh, Munoz just kind of couldn't catch him. That's <laughs> pretty much from the, the the story of this fight. So another win for Dotson, but isn't he doing like the whole win loss win loss thing right now? Yeah, because his last fight was um the Mar uh, the Marish fight. Yeah, so not sure who they. He hasn't has he fought a Sunset? No. No. That could be a head, that could be a headache of a fight. <laughs> you got the you got a dude who throws so little in uh Dotson and a dude who like a sunset was just really funky. I, I can see that going wrong all types of ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean style wise, yeah, it might you know they, they neither one of them might leave with a ton of fans. Um, I think ranking wise, though, I, I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. that fight. Um, but we'll we'll, we'll see. So, solid win for Dyson. Um, like I said, he he touched him up and just kind of just outpointed him to a, to a split decision. But um, I'm still just waiting. I, f I feel like Dyson's got one more than flat lines in him. I just I want to see him just put somebody to sleep. <laughs> but you know, he he got the win. Solid performance. So shouts to him. Um, and the last fight, at least on the Fox prelims. C.B. Dalloway, Hector Lombard, <laughs> uh, ended in disqualification. Uh, I, I did not rewatch this fight. Um, I don't remember really much of what went on this fight until that ending sequence. Nothing. I feel like, yeah, I feel like not a lot <laughs> was really happening. Uh, ending sequence, because I think, was it the Dalloway, you think he threw a kick? Um, and then Lombard countered with a left and a right. That landed, I, I thought, in real time, I feel like this, and my judgment could be skewed. I was playing DBG Fighters while this fight was on. Um, so I was like half watching. But from what I remember, I feel like the horn sounded like when Dalloway threw the kick. And then by the time he threw the counter, it, it, the bell had been sounded already. Um, I could be wrong. Memory's a little shoddy. Um, but I want to ask, I don't know this. And like you said, there there are no rules in this sport anymore. <laughs> but it, it officially does the bell in the fight or the ring or does the the bell official? It's always the the, the ref is supposed to hop in there, but it, you hear the bell, you hear the ref say stop, which he did. You stop. I think only one of them got that memo. Like I'm. I, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised it's taking this long for Hector Lombard to get disqualified. Not because he's a dirty fighter, but because, like, the type of person he is, you'd expect him to be a dirty fighter. <laughs> like, this is a dude who tried to have, like, a, like a media member, a Sherdog media member, um, jumped when he was at a Bellator press conference. Like, this is a dude who threatened to shoot somebody with, like, a bow and arrow. <laughs> There's a dude famous for like breaking beep like like breaking his like sparring partner's ankles and rolling. That's the most gangster threat of all time. <laughs> I'm gonna catch you with a bow and arrow. <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, fight ended in I don't know. It is what it is. Um I kind of don't feel one way or other about this fight, to be honest. It's, I mean, it, it sucks for Dalloway. You, you don't want to end your fight on a DQ. Um, especially you were on the receiving end. 
of the punches that he probably was not I expecting. Feel bad for CB, like dude, like the, the dude has like permanent spinal damage from that um elevator incident. Yeah, the elevator. This was his comeback. Yeah, and it it ends in such a yeah, it it just ends in just this weird way where it's like he he didn't even really get to show anything because the, the fight only went around and oh wait this is the second fight since then um who was the other one uh, at Herman last year that fight was fun from what I remember something something else I feel like he did work in that fight but yeah e- yeah either way though this, yeah this this ending like he you don't you never want to fight the end on the DQ especially like I said he's, he was on the receiving end where like he clearly stopped after the bell and then he ate two shots that he just didn't even need to take. Um, Dude, like, it was so, like, oh, God, just. Nope, you still there? Yeah, yeah. Um, him asking everybody what happened. What, like, what happened, what happened? You stopped the fight. You, you said stop. You said stop to the referee. I was like, ugh. Um, but I, I, I guess, I don't know if you, if it's really a positive. You gotta win. I, mean, I feel like. We gotta huh? win. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's always you a good thing. got that win bonus money. You know? Right. <laughs> you get the win, you know, and I mean, it's not like he took a ton of damage in the fight. So, I mean, he if, if, if he's trying to have another fight, I feel like he could have a pretty quick turnaround. With Dalloway? I mean, I mean, oh, hopefully his back. No, dude, he he pretty clearly has a concussion. He's not fighting anytime soon. I don't know. I mean, they they give them those layoffs, but do they really do those? I mean, if anybody cared about him, they would tell him not to do it. No, well, that, that, that's a straight up concussion. Yeah, that's true. That was a Hector Lombard punch. But Hector Lombard can fight again. <laughs> Like next week, if you want to. <laughs> That's the sad. You part. you think they cut Hector Lombard? This is five losses in a row. <laughs> you might you might be right. Maybe they don't cut people anymore. I didn't even realize he lost that many in a row until I looked at his record. Like Jesus Christ, this this been a how is Jesus? I remember when he came over from Bellator, man. He was supposed to be the he was supposed to be the dude to beat Silva. Right, he was supposed to be the Anderson killer. Oh my God, that Boy, was his six career. years ago. Yep. Boy, did boy did his career just yeah he nosedive. Yeah. Like, it's not even like he didn't have success because dude, he was a top five welterweight at one point. Beat Nate Marquardt and Jake Shields. Uh, like he's had some solid wins. And- but then he's just had. Some... Then he had a really terrible run. Right. That started with Neil Magny, of all people. I mean, props to Magny, though. It's not a slight. Yeah. But he he started the skid, and from then on, the skid just got worse and worse. Our Lombard <laughs> losses are basically the same, where he's winning until he's not. <laughs> Man. But uh, I mean, I, I hope hope Dalloway's good. Um. Pretty hard shots he ate 
But uh, I mean, I, I hope he's good. I hope hope he can still get back from that that back injury that from the elevator. I hope you get all your money from you suing those guys because that that kind of sucks. Yeah. Like they literally just took years off of this man's career. Um. But uh, you know, a win nonetheless. You got your win bonus money, so that's you know. More, more, more money in the wallet always a good thing. So that that fight kind of just is what it is. Uh, these last three, I mean, a little bit to talk about. Uh, poor Mike Powell, uh, retirement fight against Zach Otto um, didn't end the way you would want your retirement fight to go. Uh, I think it was the left thing got clean with a left. Yeah, I don't even remember. All I remember is he lost he, bad. Uh, yeah. He lost the only way you leave this, uh, the only way you can actually leave MMA, like on your ass with somebody beating your face in. <laughs> yeah, it, it it sucks. Like, he, he's been around for, this dude's been, I feel like he's been fighting, like, since I was born. Um, but, yeah, his, his career, unfortunately, ended on a three-fight skid. Um, just but, like Brad Pickett. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, just... He was one of those guys, man. He he stuck it out to the very <laughs> the very end. Um But I mean, big big picture overall, like solid fighter who's one of those dudes like really like a, a true vet of the sport. He's been around, he's he's fought the who's who. He was a men in black three. Um, yeah. Really? Who did he play in men in black three? Uh just like a small bit role. Apparently. I'm looking at his Wikipedia. I like that movie. <laughs> came out like 20 years late but I mean Powell throughout his career he, he's been on the end of some bad KOs but he's had his fair share of dishing out punishment so he's, he's been on both ends of the spectrum um you know so be- best of luck to him in retirement you know obviously didn't end the way you would hope it would but you know this this sport is very unforgiving um, and to Otto's credit, I mean, he went in there, he did what he had to do, he got him out there, out of there in a, within a round. Um, so, yeah. My favorite part of the, was, this fight was them basically saying on, like, uh, commentary that uh, Mike Powell's retired because they can't, they don't pay him well enough to fight anymore. <laughs> that's terrible. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Terrible. But uh, I mean, Paul's like forty something, so I mean, ho- hopefully he can have a successful life outside of MMA. Um, but you know, yeah, that fight kind of. I'll see you in two years, Mike Powell. <laughs> <laughs> like, is his contract up? Because like, I, I could see him going to Bellator. Yeah, that 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 could that could definitely conceivably happen. Well, we'll we'll see. But Zach Otto got that fight out in the round, so congrats to him. Uh, Cody, yeah, Cody Stamen and Brian Caraway, the next fight. Um, it's a really good, I thought this was a really good fight. I, I was pretty entertained. I was actually impressed with Caraway early in the fight where it kind of seemed like Cody was definitely like the more like athletic and faster of the two. But like Caraway, I thought, for at least a portion of this fight was able to like slow the fight down to what he wanted. Um, both were landing some pretty good shots. I think uh, Caraway was 
pretty bloody by the end of this one. Um, it was really close. I can't remember who I, I scored it for. I'm not mad at either or if anybody would have would have picked the win because I, I thought it was a a pretty close fight. I think I gave Caraway the first. Um, he had a really nice. Um, what did he do? It was a takedown. It was something he did on the ground that was really dope, and I can't remember. Oh, he it they, was. Uh, um, crap! He spun around for the armbar at the end of that round, right? It was some, yeah. It was something really slick. Caraway did. Oh, that, he like, stepped end. over on the um. He stepped over on like a Kimura attempt or something. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that that whole sequence was like really dope. Like that was it was that was really slick. Uh, something that Caraway did. I, I think I gave Car- Caraway the first. Um, the second was really close. I think I gave it. I think I edged it to Cody though, because I, I think he in the second he started to land a bit more. Um, and the third, I think I gave the third to Stamen. Like, Caraway, I I think he ended the third strong, but Cody kind of, I thought, was getting the better of most of that round. Um, but it was a really good, like, back-and-forth fight. Um, both of them just kind of slugging it out. Um, Cody, I just thought, was a bit quicker to the punch. Uh, kind of just younger, faster, that, that whole thing. Um, good win for Cody. That's a, a good name to have on your resume. Um... When was the last time we've seen Caraway? Was it the last time was it the Algermain? When was Caraway's last? Time? Uh, yeah, that was it, I think. I just kind of feel like I haven't seen him. Yeah, he hasn't fought since May 2016. Yeah, it, injuries yeah. So, and stuff like that have kept him out. So yeah, but um, good, good. I mean, he lost the fight. You don't want to come back on the loss. But I don't think, like, he didn't look, like, terrible or anything. Like, he looked pretty good. He had really good moments. Um, I think Cody was just kind of younger, faster, quicker to the punch. Um, and I think he did a good later in the fight of uh, kind of stuff and takedowns and things like that. But um, it was a really entertaining fight. Though. I was, it was pretty entertaining to watch these two dudes just kind of go back and forth. And then uh, Cody ends up getting the, getting the split decision. Right. Way. Uh this was, like, the only good fight in the first, like, five fights on this card. So, Cody, I was really uh, impressed. Like, he was more aggressive in the first round uh, and ended up with him, uh, with Caraway hitting a surprise takedown and really messing him up from the top. But, so, he comes out in the uh, second and third and stuffs, like, 20 takedowns. I want to say something around, like around twenty takedowns, um, and just counters the crap out of him for a good amount of that time. Like Caraway was still landing because by virtue of just like having a lot of volume and just not giving a damn. But uh, like, Cody's game is really coming together, really nice. I really like it. Um, he, I think the thing that's going to stop him is that he doesn't have a lot of pop. Like, he hits kind of hard, but he's not out here, like, knocking guys down and stuff. And that's probably going to hurt him in the long run. But, uh, like, otherwise, I really like his game. Like, just, like, really simple, easy, um, like, fluid. Like, he's very, he adapts really well. Um, but, I feel I feel bad for Caraway. Like injury, like between all the injuries, yeah. You know, 
the shit with his ex-girlfriend. Um, yeah, he's had a rough... I'm not, uh, I'm not like a, uh, a Brian Caraway fan, but like the dude's pretty good. He, he should have been out here mixing up with the best of them for the past couple of years, but instead he's been dealing with all this other crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see why he took two years off. He's had a lot... <laughs> a lot going on to say the least uh, within the last two but I still think for, for a comeback fight for not having fought in like two years he, he didn't it's not like he looked terrible or anything or like he got dominated right and he arguably um, won the fight yeah so yeah you, you could have scored this fight for him and I don't think anybody would have been angry about it um, and I still think uh, albeit um, I don't think Stamen was ranked nah um, but I mean, I, I would still consider Caraway. Like, I, I wasn't really a huge Caraway fan either. But like, skill wise, he's still a top guy. Um, he, he still can hang in there with the best of them. His grappling can give a lot of people. Fit. I, I hope the U. Uh, he said he wanted to fight four times this year. I hope the UFC does that and just gets him fights. Like, you you got a whole bunch of young dudes at bantamweight who are looking for a big fight. Uh, just line them up with Brian Caraway. See how good they really are. Yeah. So, uh, but we'll see. But impressive performance from both. But uh, congrats to Stamen. He uh he eked out that win. And last fight, uh, Jordan Johnson and Adam Milstead. Um, Milstead was the guy. What was his last fight? He didn't he have like an injury. Who did he fight? Cause I remember his name. Oh, uh, Chris Blades. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess just good on him from even coming back from that. Um, cause I, they were saying in the commentary, like he, he really wanted to fight again after that, but his coaches were keeping him on the sideline. Like, like they wanted him to make sure he was like completely healed, so on and so forth. Um, but Jordan Johnson ended up, uh, getting the W. <laughs> All I remember from this fight isn't even really the fight itself. I just remember, uh, Rogan and everybody on commentary complaining about the ref who was apparently breaking up, uh. Like, any time uh, Jordan would have Milstead in the clinch on the fence or maybe, like, his leg, his head down under, like, trying to go for a takedown, and the ref would just break yeah, him Yeah, that was really shitty because, just... like, Jordan, <laughs> Johnson was working. Yeah, and the ref was just like, eh. <laughs> Everybody on commentary was so pissed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not a really a ton that I remember from this fight. Um, that stood out, just kind of one of those grind them out, you know, kind of grind them out, really ugly, dirty kind of fight. Um, I mean, Milstead had some moments. He, he, he cracked him a few good times, but I think he did. I'm pretty sure he landed a, a few good shots, but Jordan just kind of, you know, he was landing good strikes back and just ended up kind of just grinding them out for the W. Right. Um, like, my main takeaway was, uh, Milstead's the more natural fighter, uh, and Jordan's kind of just like the smarter one, because uh, uh, yeah, no, Milstead spent like the first two rounds of this fight and parts of the third just like with his back up against the cage, just being content to just sit there and wait for the ref to break them up or try to make space to like throw a punch or an elbow, and he. Cracked Johnson a couple times with it, but like, he spent most of his time just eating 
punches to the body and to the leg and like those weird front kicks that Johnson was throwing to like his calf and just like not doing anything, like not trying to circle away from the cage, not trying to like circle to the center of the cage. Uh, but anytime they were at distance, he was lighting up Johnson. Um, yeah, just like really bad game planning, I guess. I'm I'm happy his knee's better, um, because I know he work he uh, he's a like. What was that like? What's your job when you lay pipes? Um, like it's not. Oh, hold up! I'm, I'm mad that I'm googling this. Oh, I should not have googled this. <laughs> Don't ever Google lay pipes. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> like, or was it railroad? Like he does like one of those types of jobs. Like, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like he's not a welder, I think. Like, this is this is gonna drive me insane because I just looked this up. Oh, is it literally called pipe layer or pipe lifter? Uh, something like that. But I could have sworn there was like a title. Either way, one of those physically demanding jobs where you need your knees. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you actually need to be uh, not destroyed. A pipeliner. Okay, that was close. Um, yeah, he does that like 12 hours a day. So like, when his coaches refused to call the fight against freaking Curtis Blaze, I was like, what's wrong with you? You're ruining both his livelihoods. Right. Um. So I was happy to see him back. Happy to see him at 205 because I think he's so much better at this weight. Um, like I, I think he probably has a higher ceiling than Johnson, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think Johnson's a smart fighter. I don't th- necessarily think he's going to be like um, a great fighter. Like, like He's going to be a middle-of-the-road dude who tests how smart you are. Um, but they're both really young in their career, so who knows. Uh but, like, smart win for Jordan Johnson. Uh, Jordan Big Swinging Johnson. Um, best nickname. Uh, I don't know what you do with him. He's 3-0, and but, like, do, do, do you put him in there with, like, a Misha Serkinov? No. I don't know if he's ready for that yet. But then the thing is, that 205, I mean... You either have to give him somebody like Serkinov, or you match him up with another up-and-coming 205-er and just see who, who makes the cut out of those two, and then maybe that person goes on to, to fight Serkinov. I don't know. I don't know. You might be forced to do that fight just off of principle, just off of like a lack of a lack of bodies, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. Glover to share it is. <laughs> Time to separate the the men from the boys. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, solid, solid win for Jordan Johnson. Um, so that was pretty much the the card overall. I like I said, I just there were a lot of little moments in this card that just got me angry. People are rooting for a loss, and probably a combination of that and me not having internet and the weather being out of control. I was irritated a lot this weekend, but I did learn something. When I don't have internet, I'm Crazy productive. I got so <laughs> much done up until like six. So, so what you're saying <laughs> is you should get rid of the internet. 
<laughs> I don't say get rid of, but I, I might have to do some weekly purges. Um, I'm, I'm, um, I have a big stack of like papers that I have on my desk that I should have shredded like years ago, and when I didn't have internet, I just finally shredded them all yesterday, and like now my desk is clear and it's amazing. Um, so yeah, some days take your internet away from yourself. You can get a lot done. <laughs> but um, I also played Zelda for like five hours because I didn't have internet. That was awesome. But that was UFC 222. Um, pre- pretty pretty good card overall. Um, like I said, the, the, the prelims were, some of the fights were kind of like hit or miss. Um, but I feel like once it got to the main card, things kind of picked up. And then it definitely, from the O'Malley fight on, it ended on like a really, really high note. And we got to see a lot of young prospects. You know, people make debuts. People make good first impressions. So at least, you know, there was things of substance on this card to pull away from, at least for the future. So that was awesome. So I, I was pretty pleased. Uh, this combined with the Wilder fight, even though I didn't really get to see it all in, in real time. Um, lot, lots, lots of violence went on uh, this weekend. And it was enjoyable. Lots, lots of good fights going on. Uh, coming up, is is this the break? I believe. Uh, we got one week, and then uh, after that, we got two weeks before the next event. So next, at least next UFC card is uh we're doing Volkov. That's UFC Fight Night One Twenty Seven on the seventeenth. Um. Not Bellator had a Monster Energy car. Is that is that the NASCAR or Monster Truck? Be- what's the Bellator Monster Energy? I'm guessing that's that's their... the that's the one where they put down like. <laughs> oh my God! Did you see the Did you see uh, some a fighter from one of the NASCAR events, the previous ones, um, posted a video of, like the warm up area, and it's literally just cardboard on the floor. Like they even bothered to get puzzle mats. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Hold on, so that happened yesterday. But if you go on Sure Dog, they don't even tell I you mean, who no won. Nobody knows who won. Yeah. It was headlined by Lawson McClure and Josh Blodden or Blidden. So one of those two won. Nobody will know. <laughs> but um so yeah, seventeenth we got that. Uh next Bellator card, uh or one worth mental. Then the next one isn't even until April. Um, any boxing fights coming up? Uh, this week, I got this thing open here. Uh, oh, Kovalev fought. Yes, he knocked out. He's dead. The fight got stopped and I cut. Um, uh, Mikey Garcia versus Sergey Lipinets is going down. Oh wait, that was last month. What the heck? No, I think that that fight got postponed. So I'm confused because. All the fights have been yeah. canceled. <laughs> we, we, we have no fights uh, coming Sergey Limpinets is fighting uh, Mikey Garcia. Yes, on Showtime next Saturday with uh, Rancy's Bartholomew and uh, Richard Comey fighting on the undercard. Anybody else? All right. Uh, probably, there's a 1FC card next week. Uh, oh, who's uh, on? Let's see. It was supposed to be Moraes, but I think he got hurt. Um, there's a deep, a deep jewels 19 card, 
which will feature Kana Watanabe and King Reina. Reina? Mm-hmm. Uh, Always a good side. Oh, Kristen Lee's on the one, uh, but oh, he's called Right, me. right. I didn't see him on the poster. Uh, got a whole bunch of them just saved to my computer. This isn't... Uh, what is this? Who is this? This is... No. Nobody knows who they are. Uh, Oscar Valdez versus Scott Quigg. Going down next Saturday on ESPN. That's actually a really good fight. So, everybody's interested. Uh, there's that. And, oh, wait. Did you know Julian Lane was supposed to fight uh, Friday? No, I did not. He was supposed to fight for Ring of Combat, but his opponent got um, injured, and then he got arrested. <laughs> A strange turn of events. <laughs> I mean, it's not that strange. <laughs> what are you get arrested uh, for? Assault. Jesus Christ. I think he tried to attack James McSweeney. Yeah, let's say you're that, pipe, that pissed that your fight fell through. That you had to fight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let training have to go somewhere. Yep, yeah, and now he's out here trying to goid uh, James McSweeney to a fight for like $10,000. So. Oh, Lord. There's that. But, uh,. Yeah. Uh, there's other stuff going on. So, I'm I've been sitting here trying to think, going into pardon shots and shoutouts. I, I should have wrote this down because I definitely had a shot and I cannot remember. I'm pretty sure somebody got me angry this weekend. And I can't think of who it was. Eh, this is what it is. But <laughs> that was a. Uh, UFC 222, all the fights going down this weekend. Pretty awesome uh, weekend of fights. I still got to go back, watch Glory, um, watch LFA, catch up on some of those that I missed. That Mother Nature took my internet away from me. But pretty awesome night of fights. So um, I guess uh, before we close, as always, uh, parting shots and shout-outs. Um, I had a shot and a shout-out. And I cannot remember either one of them right now. <laughs> um, you, you got any? Um, Frankie Edgar Truthers. Fuck y'all. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I literally just had another one, but it is like... It evaporated from my mind. And now I can't think of it. Uh... Uh. Oh, actually, you know what? I I I I, I just thought about you. Um, mm. I'll start off with a shout out on a positive note. Um, not fighter news or anything. Uh, shout out to my friend Carl who proposed to his girlfriend yesterday, so they are now engaged. Um, so congrats to you. Um, I I had to call him before I got old and fell asleep because apparently the proposal happened. Well. I think they, they proposed, like, well, he proposed, like, while the Wilder fight was still on. It was, like, just wrapping up. So I had to give him the congrats before I got old and fell asleep. But uh, congrats to you two. That's awesome. I actually have two friends who uh, are engaged now. So uh, shout-outs to my homie Carl and my friend Taj, who are both engaged. Uh, parting shot, man. Uh, parting shot to everybody who wants Lamar Jackson from Louisville to be a wide receiver. Like. We got we got to cut this out. Like, 
I, I don't I, I don't get it. I, I don't I, I get it. The man, you know, he he's got the Mike Vick going on. He's 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 like Mike Vick two point at least in college, we'll see how that translates to the league. Um people just are so bent on turning this guy into a wide receiver. It's like, can we at least give the man a shot at quarterback where he's played his entire life? I don't think he's ever taken a snap as a wide receiver. Let the man be a quarterback in the league, and if that doesn't work out, then maybe we can do the wide receiver talk. But until then, I don't want to hear any of that wide receiver noise, man. The, the, dude, the, the dude is like one of the most exciting quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. I would like to see him just get a shot at quarterback before we talk about making him a wide receiver and all that, uh, all that noise. So, nah. uh, <laughs> so a shot to everybody who's just, yeah, you got, you guys need to stop. Let 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 Lamar Jackson do his thing, man. Oh, I fi- I finally remember my other shot. Uh, shot to all you weird ass people who every time a rapper does something crazy not even something crazy something stupid like murder somebody and then you just fucking scream free insert rapper here oh boy who uh uh tk do you know this dude is that the light skin dude uh, that's a 16 there's a 16 year old from texas okay no, i don't know Oh, <laughs> I don't know who this is. Why do you have to be for my birthday? Uh, <laughs> oh, you still there? I think we lost you. I am completely sympathetic with the whole you know, school to prison pipeline, industrial complex. I, I understand that. But uh, this take a dude murdered a dude while robbing him. Uh... Got caught. Got an ankle bracelet put on him. Proceeded to cut the bracelet off when he could not get... Like, when he was... He seemed pretty sure he was going to go to jail and run away. And while he was on the road, he killed two more people. Yeah, we can't be yelling free that guy. Yeah, no. Yeah, and then uh... he wrote a song called The Race that starts with the bar... Um, uh, I want, uh, take it. All right. The first bars, fuck a beat. I was trying to beat a case, but I ain't beat the case, bitch. I did the race. Oh, no. He released this while he was on the run from the cops, while also posting pictures of himself with his wanted posters at random places until he was found here in Jersey. In, like, where was he? Elizabeth, something like that. Oh boy! But we gotta do better. I mean, y'all could actually scream for free. Insert person who actually, you know, is a victim, right? Uh, Of profiling, but yeah, I I realize y'all like his song, but like, come on. Yeah, we got we gotta do better. I don't get the whole posting the wanted. Well, I get it. Social media. He, he is sixteen. He does not give a fuck. That is true. Yeah, that is true. That's this is what happens when you don't have good friends. If your friends were your 
like really your good friends, they would tell you how stupid. You are. His stupid A and R manager is like, "Yo, I'm I'm the next genius," and he's on Twitter like trying to I I don't know like big himself up, get himself a deal, but using the fact that like this dude's song hit the Billboard charts as like uh recognition that he's a great talent manager, while his talent is sitting in the jail cell. <laughs> Oh boy, yes, yeah, that's. I feel like that's been a problem that's just been around. Like, I mean, it'll uh, never go away. People always yeah. insert celebrity here, insert musician here is always going to be. Like, if they got fans, they're going to be uh, all over that day. Yeah, we gotta do better. We gotta or at least less worse. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess by the time you guys hear this, uh, I recorded a review of Black Panther and uh, Sky Zoo's album and uh, what was the other album I did? Uh, Selvin the Q. But due to me not having internet, um, couldn't post it. So by the time you hear that review, I recorded this like way earlier. But uh, by the time you guys hear this, it should be out. Um, there'll be a, that's a lot of albums that came out like these last couple months so reviews will definitely be coming fonte put out the album yesterday um yeah there's been, been a lot of good hip-hop coming out uh, as of late so reviews will definitely be be on the way um like i said we got the volkov or doom fight coming up and even during the break uh well this little like week break or two weeks or whatever when we don't have fights there'll still be stuff to talk about um, we might have to get Stokes and Joey back on here <laughs> to do another, <laughs> do another four-hour podcast. <laughs> I don't know, but um, shout out to everybody who watched that. I went back and looked at the numbers. Um, shout out to everybody who sat through that those four hours, three, three almost four. They're awesome troopers. But um, as always, before we get out of here, podcasts can be listened to on YouTube. SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Share this podcast with a friend. We grow by word of mouth. It's the best way to get us out there. So tag somebody in a post if you like this. Get them to listen. And maybe they'll tag somebody else. So on so forth. Follow me on Twitter, at Serial Sensei. Send questions, concerns, and angry hate mail if you want to Dojo Talk Podcast at Yahoo.com. And uh, that's pretty much it. As always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. And hopefully we catch you guys soon. Peace.